This is the Bourbon Bookshelf Podcast, where we cover books, beverages, and the general BS of the day. A few disclaimers, we are not literary experts, or experts in anything for that matter, and explicit content should be expected. I am your host, Barry Price. I hope you enjoy the show. Good afternoon, fellas. Afternoon, it's the sun's up. Still. Yeah. It's like it there? peak time of the day, 5 p.m. here in Midland, Texas. Oh, 6 p.m. out here on the East Coast. It's the most beautiful day we've had all year, I think. So, Glad we're inside. Yeah. <laughs> glad to be back, though. Yep, glad to be back. Sorry, everybody being gone somebody on instagram actually left a comment the other day asking where we had been really yeah (laughs) people pay attention i guess so there's a few of them hey uh the anchor platform recently updated to spotify for podcasts Mm -hmm. and uh it's got a little better analytics we can talk about it later but uh don't let me forget sure only slightly better. Podcast analytics are still supremely lacking in a world driven by data. But uh, anyway, sorry, everybody. We've been gone for so long. Yeah, It's been tough sorting stuff out. And I don't know about uh, these other two, but I have uh, barely picked up a book all year. So yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you, Barry. <laughs> I just finished I just finished number three the other day and I finished numbers one and two on like the first three days of January. So I gave up on number two and I'm starting number two. <laughs> starting <laughs> starting a different number two. Started starting a different number two. We can talk about that later. <laughs> but uh other than that, been business as usual. We're hoping we have uh I don't know, maybe identified a time that is at least reasonably convenient for everybody. Today, yeah, I mean, go ahead, Drew. Say my, my moving has thrown a <laughs> wrench into, into some schedules here. Well, it's not just, it's not, it's all our faults. I've been just distracted. Yeah. All kinds of stuff, but. We're still here and trying to get back consistent and uh, plan to keep on keeping on. We uh, have been contemplating maybe rebranding the show, probably not necessarily changing anything about it other than the name. Uh, We feel Bourbon Bookshelf maybe is not an accurate depiction (laughs) of us. even though we will be having bourbon and discussing books and all that good stuff. That's to be determined though. That's that is that task has not been easy, uh, as easy to do as I thought it would be. I've been thinking about it for a year and have like two ideas for it. What the name? Yeah. Did you see the list I sent? 
Did you see the list I sent, Jared? There's some good ones on there, I think. I kind of like Tres Leches. <laughs> what? <laughs> We're the Three Milks podcast. <laughs> three Milks. That's almost better in English. I just leave it. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, that may be it. Three Milks. <laughs> We got to think about marketing potential. Well, uh, I like Beaver Fever. Yeah. The diehards will appreciate Beaver Fever. Weather permitting is, is nice. I'll yeah. <laughs> I kind of like that one too. <laughs> but I want to, I want to hear if anyone has, if anyone else has some input. Yeah. On, so, on yeah. So the day. reason, the reason I even say that is because we are open to suggestions. We're not going to pay you anything, but uh, <laughs> you can, you can know forever. We will play this in court too. Yeah. <laughs> if you decide to help us out. Maybe if this turns into the Joe Rogan experience, you know, we'll throw you something, but don't get your hopes up. What have you guys been doing? Jared, you got Boston next week? Got Boston. Next week, a week from today. A week from today. Let me give you an exact countdown. It's about six days. But you can download the Boston Athletic Association app. You want to follow along? Is there a Strava Club for uh, Boston Marathon runners? I'm sure that would be interesting to go go stack yourself up against. I was looking at the leaderboard last year. I I would be thrilled to get in the top two thousand, but I don't think that's going to happen. Really? <laughs> Out of what twenty five? Is that 30,000? Holy shit. I, I was, uh, yeah, I was skimming through like people running 230 were, were still high, like 900s. Like, there's a lot of fast people that run Boston. Like, this is insane. What, uh, what are you wanting to do? You said you just want to enjoy it, it right? I want to enjoy it, but I, I want to give it hell though. So I, I need a very out there. Um, I don't have a specific time in my mind. I mean, you want to at least like break three. I want to break three. Yeah. yeah. I want to. I, I would like to PR. What would that be? Two fifty. Two forty nine. Two fifty eight. Fifty two. If I remember, well, shit, if you're going to break three, you might as well PR. I mean, you might as well <laughs> just a second a mile faster. So, yeah, but I'm going to give it a go. I'm also going to give this a go. What is that you got there? We got here some, I don't know if y'all are drinking, but I am. Uh, <laughs> Buffalo <always>. Trace. <laughs> I finally found it. I finally found it at the smallest liquor store in Kailua Hawaii and Buffalo Trace couldn't believe my eyes how much was it $32 
That's competitive. Is that reasonable? Yeah. We all been talking about it forever, and I can never find it. And I got lucky enough to find Weller's over Christmas break in Houston at Specs Liquor Store, uh, Clear Lake Bay Area. <laughs> Go check. Did you out. tell him you're going to shout him out? No, no. Me and Tyler carried a whole bottle of Weller up to our Dog Canyon campground, and I'll be damned if that wasn't the best bourbon I've ever drank. <sighs> We couldn't find a flask. Do they not sell flasks anymore? I, mean, I, was about, one. I was about to pour it in a water bottle, but I was like, yeah, this, this deserves better. <laughs> <laughs> so we carried the whole bottle, but you wow. know, it got it got super cold that night. And so, you know, it was naturally chilled and it was just fantastic. Ooh. I mean, it sounds good. It's like drinking honey. <laughs> Dude, I, well, I don't think it's honey. Yeah. <laughs> it got too cold? Yeah, well, it got too cold outside. The bourbon was oh. good, but oh. <laughs> it was pretty unpleasant otherwise. Have we talked about that? See, I don't even know what has oh, no. happened in my so. life since then. Probably not. Maybe. I didn't even, I should have listened to the last episode before. Uh. Well, how do you feel? So you think... Uh, you said the other day you weren't hurting or sick uh, or anything. No, not sick yet. Um, uh, hopefully I won't. But I mean, I didn't have the best long run on on Sunday, but no, they can't all be good. Uh, got a little uh tightness in the hip going, so gotta stretch that out a little bit. Feels like IT band coming back. We'll try to fend it off as much as possible. Yeah. But. Well, you're close enough now. I mean, I feel like you'd just deal with it if you had to. Yeah, probably so. Just hit the, hit it with the massage gun, ball, stretch, a little bit of PT. You going to take any time off after Boston? Or are you going to start getting so. ready for Sedona? <laughs> no. No. No time off. Uh, or no, I am going to take. A, we're going to. I'm going to take a little time off. But I mean, I'll I'll run here and there. But there's a lot of stuff Meg and I want to do, and you know, we want to go hike some trails and and get on the water a little bit more. So yeah, it'd be, it'd be nice to enjoy those things. And dude, I'm telling you, we'll talk about it when we circle around to how my race prep has been going. Mm-hmm. But uh, well, you can talk about it now. Yeah, nah, we'll let John go next. Well, Jared, Jared, do you have anything else to say about Boston? I mean, how does it feel being this close to something? I mean, you've been working for, what, three years? I am fired up, dude. (laughs) (laughs) You're already, like, packed and stuff? No, not packed yet, but it's really been consuming my thoughts here recently, especially you're really closing in and – getting excited and looking forward to getting on the plane. I mean, shit, we fly out Friday afternoon. Um, not looking forward to the flight, but. Yeah. Overnight and direct. Overnight and direct. Direct Which to is, Boston. Yeah. Nine hours and 40 minutes. Of airtime. Wow. But, so what's the time change difference? That's going to be huge. We take nine off hours at, and 40 minutes. <laughs> We take off at 345 
we land at 7.30 in the morning, I think, in Boston. We are going to a Red Sox game that night at Fenway, so I'm pretty stoked about that. Yeah, that's going to be sweet. But, yeah, I'm excited. Looking forward to it. Well, and then you have all day Sunday, too. And then the race is Monday, so I think yeah. you'll be good. Yeah. That Sunday, that Sunday will really help. Do what? Looking forward to towing the line. Just yeah. like any time I think about it when I'm running, I just – my pace starts creeping up. <laughs> I get excited, and, you know, it's just like just thinking about – because you see the videos of Boylston Street and the finish line right there. It just – yeah. I, yeah. But I'm, I am nervous about the Newton Hills and then Heartbreak Hill. Although I hear Newton, the Newton Hills are harder than heartbreak, but so that should be interesting. Well, you hadn't been training hills a whole lot. It doesn't. Yeah. No, I guess not. <laughs> I guess not. I thought I thought I was doing good until John pointed it out. I was like, well, yeah, I, n- I noticed the other the day <laughs> that Jared has more than triple the miles both Barry and I have this year, but less <laughs> elevation gain than both of us. By a couple thousand feet. Yeah, but you have triple the miles. I know, I know. <laughs> I always look at your Stravas and I'll I'll do the 3D satellite and I'm like, there's hills all over the place. <laughs> Are they not accessible? I mean, I guess probably not. Yeah. Uh I mean some of them. Do you are, have trails? Just, do you have trails to run? That there's you could a trail like, system nearby. Yeah. That you could like, could you run from your front porch and then Yeah. Damn. Yeah, I mean they're close. I've just been, you know, don't need to road, obviously hitting the yeah. pavement more often, and the the routes I have been doing the last month or so have been more hilly than because you can keep it flat all day long around here, but there are some routes that you get the undulating hills that you typically don't see on uh, on uh, on Strava. Yeah. Too but nuanced. there's a, I mean, there's one hill right by the house. It's called the Saddle, but it's uh, I would compare it to the Cooper River Bridge. Really? Like in that that sort of gain? Yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's pretty it's pretty high. I mean, I'm so I've been doing that. Anytime you see that loop, I've been doing the that hill. So, but is it nice running out there? It is nice. This. especially now that you know we're getting lighter a little early you can actually see shit oh yeah <laughs> it's like you're you're running and you're looking out into the dark and you're like all right there's mountains over there but yeah i just can't see them <laughs> right can't now see him. <laughs> i'm gonna go look at your strong well good man we're excited for you glad you're finally getting it Thank sad you. we can't come i know I, I, second I'm mortgage on the house to make it happen well, I know it, it, the prices are a little outrageous, but but that's just fine. I'd rather well, have you all at other events you. than yeah. Boston. <laughs> that was that was what ultimately decided it for me. Yeah, yeah. But, no, they all support is enough. I know y'all be at least looking at the the updates. That's enough motivation. Yeah, I'll be watching it close. And I'll probably be live streaming something too. Not like I'll see you, but 
they have checkpoints every 5k so that's pretty frequent yeah that'll update if you look at the boston app yeah especially when running as fast as you are i don't i'm not gonna feel fast there though that's the thing <laughs> <laughs> this would be like normal what's the slowest what's last place gonna do it in i guess people buy can charity their way in yeah so. yeah it's still the average finish time for boston is it's i think just under four hours oh wow john john probably already looking at it but <laughs> i don't know i don't know what <laughs> young johnny i just see john always looking shit up <laughs> I don't know what it is. It's higher than you would think. It's yeah. 353. Wow. So, what's average the average finish time? That is the average? Yeah. National average for every? No, that is the average for the Boston Marathon. Boston, yeah. So. My PR is like 444. And the <laughs> national average is 442. My one and only time. 442? Mm-hmm. Wow, so Boston's a lot faster. Yeah. Compared to that. Wow. Well, I mean, your sample at Boston is a four forty seven. <laughs> Damn. Not Five the minutes. average marathon. <laughs> yeah, right. Five minutes below average. I guess I'm gonna have to run another marathon. Come there's on, no, Barry. There's no way I could beat my PR. <laughs> Bullshit. I was, in, I was in the best shape of my life when I, I ran ran the old Amarillo marathon. You could still break it, man. No way. You give it a year. <laughs> I'm not gonna. Get a couple 50 milers under your belt, get back on the road. I'll break, I'll, I'll set my marathon PR as part of a larger Yeah, there you go. Race. I don't know. I do want to do the marathon to marathon one day. Just to support my favorite community down there. I'll do it with you. Let's go. October 13th. Should be your next race. All right, John, let's hear about your race prep. All right. Well, I will also be doing the Boston Marathon. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <clears throat> but wave one. <laughs> just, to, just to get trampled. Um, <clears throat> so I will be doing the... Uh, that's a 12 hour race called the Firefly Trail Run out in Asheville, uh, North Nashville. Carolina. Yeah, it's just outside. It's actually in Hendersonville, but mm. for all intents Hendo? and purposes. Yeah. Oh, shit. And it's on some like camp or ranch, actually. I think that's what it's called. So it's got their own trail system right outside of a uh, national, I think it's a state forest, DuPont. That's State my course. ultimate goal in life is to have a ranch with my own private trail system on it. It's that at butts up to, That's yeah. a state forest. Yeah. Nice. And it's a it's a 3.1 mile loop or 5k. Um you just keep going on for 12 hours and see how many you can do. Nice. I really want to find a timed race. I'm excited to see what I can do. Yeah, I Let's, like it because if you want to stop for two hours at the six-hour mark and, you know, go eat a steak and take a nap and then come back and start back over, you could. Yeah, that'd be 
we'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> Are you taking the grill, John? Are you gonna I'm taking the, uh, some kind of, I've got this little mini Coleman stove. But and your so wife's going to be out there, right? Does she know how to use it? Uh, probably not. I'm, I haven't put a whole lot of thought into camping yet. Does the kid know how to use it? She won't be going. Oh. Okay. <laughs> so what? Uh, what are your expectations for twelve hours? Um, I don't know. The, I think my first goal was to be stay moving for six hours because originally I was just going to do the six hour. And then I said, well, fuck it. I can, I'll just do the 12. And if I do six, I do six. Um, and then after that, stay I, out I think, there though, at least stay uh, out yeah, there for the 12 yeah. hours. Um, <laughs> that's I, I real my, I want to go the full 12 hours. I want to keep moving. For mm-hmm. the, um, but what I, but I haven't done anything really over four and a half training wise. So that's we'll see. Right. It's all mental um, beyond yeah. there anyways. I would like to knock out a 50K, a minimum on that. Uh, I think that's very doable. Um, get Knock out the first half of the 50K in the in four hours or so, and you got eight hours to get the, the rest in. Yeah. Um, anything beyond that's uh, gravy. What's your strategy? Are you coming out? Are are you coming out running? Or are you going to start walking? Like, what's the warm up? A couple laps, or or what? Um, I'm not sure. I've, I have considered walking the first lap to yeah. kind of get my bearings. Um, however, that's actually I, a good idea. I think I do want to look at the weather. Um, and my other thought was, uh, so I, like, I want to be able to run when I can run if it's going to be warm in the. In the afternoon, I need to right, get it, get it while you can. Yeah, but you know, they also have said that uh, it's there's really no flat, and oh, so boy. the past couple weeks I've been just I've been walking up the hills and running down them. Yeah, so hopefully my legs will be ready for that uh, until I have to start walking, which will come at some point, and. Walking so that's, is that's, a pace. So. Yes. I'm, I'm well trained to walk. <laughs> loops also got a 400 feet per loop. So it's, it's not going to be a walk in the park. Either. Yeah. That's steep. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes. But I've been I've been doing a little 5K. I, I've been walking it, but it's walking up and down a pretty big hill yeah uh, getting about that in three miles and i'm not uh trashing myself when i do it well this is the best i have ever seen you do Mm -hmm. in terms of training ever i think so um really motivated for this john maybe Um, back in your iron man days I, no, I don't think days. so. I think I was just going, going and doing it. I was doing. I was having hero weekends. I think more than anything. Yeah. Uh, I'd go out and do my. I'd do a hundred mile on the bike, but nothing during the week or one thing during the week. So, those week, those weekday workouts are important. Yeah, it took me a long to, time to realize that. Yeah. <laughs> 
like just the last couple of months, I think I realized. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's also I almost um, now think if you're gonna miss a run, you should miss your long run, but I don't know. I've had a <laughs> had a mindset shift. I missed my long run last weekend, then I had a pretty good one this past weekend, so I'm pretty happy really, with it. Uh, it's the weekly miles, I think. Yeah. For ultra run, for something like a 12-hour especially, probably not for Boston as much. but I've been trying to tell you motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> to focus on the weekday runs? Or the, the weekday runs? runs is where the money's made. I, i'll tell you what i really like doing is running like three miles at lunch and then like two in the evening or three in the evening yeah split it up fuck it as long as you're getting miles but according anyways. to jack daniels it doesn't matter if you if you get your miles at one time or split them up. Although there is science to say getting them all in one chunk is better than splitting it up. I would generally agree with that. I mean, if I think though, from a an ultra marathon perspective, like a, a hundred milers, like a real one, not a fifty k, doing like an AM PM that's an, workout. That's an ultra marathon. Um, it is. Don't it is short change it. Well, I'm just saying. From a training perspective, I think it would be more applicable to a 100 miler to have some split workout days. So one, you're running at a time you're not used to, and then two, also on tired legs. Yeah. Anyways, you know, John, are you doing doubles? Have you done doubles? Uh, like two days. Yeah. No, I have not. We got four more days. So. <laughs> <laughs> when is it? That's on the twenty second, right? Yeah, it's on Saturday, the twenty second. So, got a Wake Forest half marathon on coming up this Saturday, though. Which that's going to be on the road, and I'm not looking forward to that at all. I did the Tobacco Road half marathon a few weeks ago. And the first two and a half miles are on roads, and I thought I was going to die. <laughs> I think my legs hurt so bad. And the yeah. second we got on the, the gravel path, I was like, oh, thank God. It was like running on a pillow. It that went way, on the it... gravel part? Yeah. So the pavement, then it transitioned to the, the gravel area. Yeah, so the marathon starts, it starts at a park that's two miles away. It runs, and then it the marathon goes up the paved direction for about half of it comes uh -huh. back, then hits the gravel portion, um, which is, it's, I mean, it's, it's, so it's granite screenings or something like that. Um, and then, so that's where the half marathoners go for, it's really seven miles, seven, eight miles total. So four out, four back, then back to the park on the road. That gravel's pretty solid too. I thought yeah it's i mean it it's i loved running on the american tobacco trail that's i did most of it out there on the gravel yeah. back when i lived oh, yeah i forgot there. yeah i forgot you lived right there on it that's where your car got broken into yep southern terminus <laughs> never forget 
<laughs> was that uh, was that your January sixth? Yes, <laughs> my, my Vietnam. Yeah, your Vietnam. <laughs> Y'all should go listen to uh, Jocko and Theo Vaughn. It's hilarious. I listened to about like fifteen minutes of it, like when he was talking about his vietnam <laughs> did jocko couldn't even keep a straight face <laughs> it wasn't it him theo von being picked up by a girl bigger than him <laughs> <laughs> everybody's got their vietnam yeah <laughs> he's hilarious oh god he's so funny <laughs> I don't even know how he just conjures up the stuff he says. I heard Rogan explain why he's funny is that you don't know if he believes it or not. You don't right. know if he's <laughs> act. Yeah. Oh, I know. I always think on all the every time I'm listening to him, I'm like, is this a true story? Or is <laughs> just... I mean, a lot of them are believable. Yeah. Uh, Especially Growing up in Louisiana. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care if it's true or not. Man. I know. It's so <laughs> funny. <laughs> I'd like to think they are. <laughs> when he talks about <laughs> my favorite, well, I don't know. It's my favorite. It's probably one of the funniest Theo Bonds when he's on, on Rogan talking about he knew a guy that was fasting, fasting <laughs> yeah. himself out of being gay or something like that. He like, oh, he was all ribs and dick by, <laughs> by the yeah, yeah. <laughs> I ain't fucking gay, bro. <laughs> While we're canceling ourselves, uh, I went and saw him uh, a couple, because it was couple years ago now and he goes uh being gay is not even that gay anymore yeah <laughs> and he did not put it in his special it made it out <laughs> god believe that dude about fell out of my chair when he's <laughs> i think it's like the whole accent too like he's got a strong oh yeah southern <laughs> accent it's just the delivery is really good joke delivery my daughter's got a mullet right now and i say it's in honor of theo vaughn yeah <laughs> weren't you joking about naming her theodora for yeah. <laughs> <laughs> after theo vaughn anyways <laughs> well good luck to you john thank you i'm looking forward to it when it was the date again? The twenty second. This month. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you have a tent. What are you doing? How, what are the what are the yeah. living accommodations? I've got a four person tent based off of Barry's uh, plans that he's made for his car camping. <laughs> a four person tent with an air mattress. Why not? Yep. Your car camping. You can get it there. It's uh... the time. When does it start? Does it start in the morning or in the evening? 
9 a.m. Um, 9 a.m. And so it's supposed to finish when the fireflies are out. Oh, wow. Are they synchronized? <laughs> I don't think so. Dang, that'd be so Be some shit, cool. some government yeah. fireflies out there. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, so, are, so, you know, you got a good crew. Katie. Nah, my crew has told me she's not staying the whole time. <laughs> what? I was gonna say, are you gonna make sure she's awake every time you come through? Or like, what? What's the deal? She made that very clear. To your head. I guess she's going into Asheville. You ought to just accidentally take the keys with you. <laughs> Oops. She, she, dude, she's not gonna massage your calves. Like, what is this? I'm on my own. <laughs> She's mad at me though because I sold this to her telling her I was doing the six hour. I signed up for the 12. <laughs> I really want to find a time, Grace. I like the sound of it. I think it's going to be cool. Like, like, because I can go the 50K and then I can stop. Or, yeah, you could uh, stop and be like, I think I can go, you know, whatever. Yeah. Walk one more. Or I can go see what I can do. I mean, I don't, there's no way in hell I'm going to hit 50, but if, if I was in a little bit better shape or come fall or spring of next year, I could probably definitely hit 50. Yeah. I think, uh, I think one loop an hour is a pretty solid goal on average. Even yeah. if, you know, even if most the first 10 come in, you know, the first six hours or whatever. I think my stretch goal would be 13 loops, which would be 40. 40 miles total. I'm not going to put any hope in that, but that's if things are going well. Because, I mean, I can walk a good 17-minute pace. Make sure Um, you stay fueled up. Yeah. What watch are you using? Uh, My Garmin Forerunner 955. Uh, yeah, you are you gonna wear that for the race? Yeah, when'd you get that thing? A few months, I guess, for Valentine's Day. Dang, son. So that, it's yeah, nice. was it aim? Was it aim old? A m o l e d? No, no, no. But the battery life is fantastic. Um, and I don't know if you've noticed, but my Strava, my Strava maps are very clean now. You you can see if I cross the street. I'm just happy there are Strava maps, John. Dude, that thing is deadly accurate. Are you still wearing the five, Jared? Oh yeah. I'm gonna get a new one once it once the odometer hits ten thousand. Oh really? Is that the time? I'm at. I'm getting close. He's probably got that as his main screen. He has to he has to scroll uh, to get the time. Where do you see that? If you go, all right, all right, all right, all right. So, you know, hit your menu button, hold it down. You got it. Hold on, yes. which menu button? See, I don't even the, know my damn. The one in the middle on on the left. Oh yeah, yeah. Hold it down. It says watch face. Yeah. All right, go down to history. Riveting guys, this is and then records. Somebody, somebody listening is going to be doing this while they're driving down the interstate. <laughs> what? There's an odometer. Can I roll it back? Records. 
Oh, yep. Damn sure. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Hang on, See, might... these are oh, not totals. accurate. Go down to totals. Go down to totals. These are not accurate. Where it says record, go down to totals, and it'll say odometer. Let me hit that. Oh, wait a minute. Running? I don't have that. Yes, you do. All right, you're, under, you're in the history. Screen, oh, no, right? no. I'm sorry. Yeah, I've got it right here. Odometer. <laughs> totals, odometer. Dang, I'm only at 2,600. What? I'm only at 98,000. Holy cow. I'm going to really be watching this closely now. <laughs> My distance is at 9,214. Is this how people oh. go get their maps and shit? What is what? this? People post pictures of their watch face and it's got their GPS graph on it and stuff. We're not even going to get to the damn books. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see how much swimming I've got. I don't think I've ever locked a swim. That's pretty cool. Anyway. So well, it, it here too has my... Uh, records which i know aren't right every now and then my watch will be like new pr mile 1225 <laughs> i'm like i know i've run a faster mile than that <laughs> i think you have to accept them though in your in your garmin oh oh yeah i've seen that before i don't even bother with it I did a while back go back through. John had to assist me, but I went and I went and notated all my official PRs. I think we we might have talked about it, but I like oh, having Strava? it for reference. No, like my actual. I just put it in my notes on my phone. Oh, I see. I thought I had a I thought I had a sub 50 10k mm -hmm. back in the day, of course. And I went and found the race, and it was 50 minutes even. <laughs> the hot-blooded 10K. 50 minutes even. 2014. 23 years young. <laughs> Damn. It's in the summer, John. Not that. Those are some good races. The uh, Amarillo ones, yeah. The hot blooded, and there's the hot, no, it's the hot blooded and cold as ice, yeah. Chilly hilly, yeah. The chilly hilly half that's my PR half marathon, uh, 154.57. Also in 2014, yep. I don't think I'll ever reach those again. That's all right. You got more PRs ahead of you, Barry. Well, now I'm focused on longer. Yeah, <laughs> I think. But you're 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 gonna get faster though. I, you know, we'll see. It's I'm trying. It's bound to happen. <laughs> I actually think I am getting a little bit faster. You should be just a smidge. But uh, well, you know, I've gotten kind of addicted to these little treadmill hill workouts. I introduced you. Yeah, and so I think they've helped. I think they've shaved about 20 seconds off my mile time, maybe. And I've gotten to where I can run on a 3% incline basically the whole time. Damn. Not fast. Well, at like a 1230 pace, but. 
hill work is speed work yeah in disguise much i way prefer it too than because you get the gain out of the hill work too you get to see that extra number that extra <laughs> some of us point. do yeah <laughs> you can see it on yours too no I'm, someone here doesn't do hill work Shut up. <laughs> I like how we're I'm giving him shit for the guy that's tripled my miles this year yes, running, running Boston. Yeah, running the Boston Marathon next week. I'm running the Wake Forest half marathon next weekend yeah, while he's in Boston. Uh... <laughs> I'm not running anything, so and I'll probably run it slower than Jared runs the marathon. You'll <laughs> nah, beat it. No, I'm not trying to either. Maybe we should put a wager on it. No, I'm oh. <clears throat> the week before my race. <laughs> One thing John's I'm got his own race of, in mind. Dude, there's 10 people from little old Kailua that are running Boston. Oh, wow. There's, I looked up Charleston within the city limits, which is much bigger than Kailua. And I think there's. 15 people 13 or 15 like the level of it's crazy it's just like there's there's another level of runner out there around here yeah i, I don't know it, it's crazy that's i met good. a guy that'd be a good community to get plugged into yeah have you met him so i met a guy last weekend while i was volunteering at a race that told told me and everyone he could uh that would listen that he had qualified for Boston. It was going to Boston <laughs> and he had, um, <laughs> and he'd actually qualified for next year too. Already. Already. Yeah. Well, good for him. Yeah. There's buddy. <laughs> they would know. <laughs> Dude. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, sometimes you have to spread the word a little bit. <laughs> Let it be known. <laughs> I don't know. Good for him for being proud of it. This this guy came in. This is the middle of the night, too. He came in ready to brag. <laughs> I, I assume he'd been out drinking because he came in with three friends. <laughs> but Oh, wait, he wasn't running? Volunteering. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Man, when I when I volunteered at San Angelo, I was like, I really want to work this midnight to six a.m. shift, and I was like, I'm just gonna be drinking <laughs> Miller Lights till the sun comes up. What I had in mind, but it didn't work out that way. We got the six a.m. shift. Oh, well, let's get into that. How'd that go? Uh, I I really enjoyed it. I'm gonna I want to start doing it more. I'm for sure probably going to keep doing that race. San Angelo State Park. Dude, that's the one you re- – so that's Yes, the one, yeah, the one I, my impromptu, which is my uh, 25K PR, by the way, yeah. since <laughs> since we've been talking about it. <laughs> but, uh, no, the uh, the Midland run crew uh, volunteered at an aid station out there. Yeah. The busiest aid station, I might add. And I worked the 6 a.m. to noon shift for the race. It was a lot of fun. Had a fantastic time. Uh, it's amazing 
that was the first time I've ever really been at something like that where I wasn't running. Mm-hmm. And it's just kind of funny to see the way people were coming in. You know, there was a there was a hundred k at that event, and it was it was really hot. And I ended up staying till about two. And so, I mean, I was seeing people in the hundred k's that were, you know, already getting to mile. You know, they're already getting on up there. Yeah. Let's see. I was at. We were at the six and 22 mile mark for the 100k so i mean i was seeing people like already on mile 40 i think wow. coming through and just some of them like sharp as attack look look like they you know starting the day fresh and i mean others couldn't even put a sentence together coming through and so but it's like you'll have to pull them aside like uh, those are hurting or? it was kind of getting to the point where we were telling people like hey like go sit in the shade for a minute and like here's some ice and stuff yeah later in the day because it was hot i mean this was march 6th and it was like probably 90 out there Good 85 Christ. 90 which when you're coming out of winter you know it's really hot hot you're not ready for it but it got me excited to run too. So, did you I'm wish do you were it again. running? Uh, yeah, I think I had my moments where I definitely wished I was. <laughs> that's cool. Giving back to the running community. Yeah, well, that's what I told Kathy. I was like, I've run so many of these. I need to go, go work at one. And it's cool. I drove my truck right to the aid station and set my tent up there the night before. So, it was kind of. It wasn't like a public campground or anything, so I was kind of, kind of got to primitive camp out there. Oh, that's sweet. Do other people do that too? Uh, yeah. The other, the other guy, Tom, mm-hmm. uh, who just finished the Southwest 100. Wow. He's one third of all finishers all time of that, <laughs> that <Yeah>. race. <laughs> but uh, he, he kind of, he was kind of like the aid station captain or whatever if you will and uh he camped out there too he just slept in his car actually the you've met tom same, jerry yeah i about to say the same tom i met at uh big uh not big bent paladero uh, paladero yeah mm-hmm. damn that's cool barry he's a badass runner but damn no it was bad. cool i really enjoyed it john how was your experience volunteering it was it was very interesting like you said i that was my first time out there <clears throat> volunteering or anything i think yeah it definitely was but i did the umstead 100 uh which is uh i, I don't know the word prominent 100 miler out here um it's mm-hmm. at the umstead state park it's a eight 12 and a half mile loops um and I took the midnight to 6 a.m. shift. So they've been running for 18 hours by the time I got out there. The winter was long gone. He's probably already asleep for the night by the time I got there. Wow. Yeah, what he did in third, like something stupid. It was under 13. He set the course record. Who wow. was it? Uh, Arlen Glick. Arlen Glick. That's like, that's Glick professional status. Yeah, he. I mean, he's a pro. 
Probably a tune-up for him. Bro. Yeah, I'm not sure what he's doing this year, but probably Cruel Jewel, maybe. Yeah, looking forward what to it? watching that one. That's May 20th or 19th through the 21st. Might have been then. Are you volunteering for that? I am not. I'm not going to Georgia to. <laughs> Are you running it? No. <laughs> one of the events because they got the shorter races too, don't they? Yeah, they have a 50 miler, but I am not. The guy from Midlands for... running it, the hundred. I'm looking forward to watching him too. But yeah, I got to see some shit out there. Uh, (laughs) One guy came through and it was his last lap. And we're the A station we're at was um, five miles from the finish line or the the headquarters. So the finish line, but also where you start your next lap. And he was saying goodbye to everybody. And then he was thankful for us and that he but he was glad he wasn't going to see us again and then he almost <laughs> fell into a ditch <laughs> walking <Yeah>. backwards <laughs> oh no shit <laughs> yeah. one woman came through this was towards the end of my shift so almost morning and she, I, she was speaking like nonsense she's like i want a burger and we gave her a burger and she just hauled ass out of there like wow. she was she was ready to be done wow that's like an old pro thing, too. Yeah. <laughs> She's probably, you should go find her ultra sign up. It's probably like this long. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I will do, actually have to do that. I did, but another guy I went looked up, I went and looked him up earlier. He had won a, he won a hundred miler, maybe even this year. Oh, really? A, a small one, but he had come in. He was probably the guy that was going to, the last person that could have finished under 24, he would have had to push it. But um, anyway, he sat down and well, let me, let me set the stage a little bit too. It was 75 during the day. And so it was, it was warm. Uh, I won't say it's hot like 90, but it's warm for the people that have been training all winter. Well, it got down to 43 at by 6am mm-hmm. and he he's just sat down and was like, you know what? I'm just going to chill here for a minute. And he got cold. And 20 minutes later, I'm like, hey, man, it's time to move. And so lady got bitched. She's like, you can stay there as long as you want. Wow. And then, <laughs> and then, uh, then they, they came over because he basically fell asleep and they, put a space blanket on him and then they had to move him to a cot. Um, they had a bunch of blankets on him, heating pads and stuff. And they were trying to get him warm. And at that point I went home. Uh, but by the time I woke up, he had finished the race. So he got back up oh, and wow. did those last five miles. He needed. Insane. Don't die on that chair folks. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, it was a good experience. It was great being out there. I got to see some people I see at the running store. Um, they even, the running store gave me a discount on some shoes I bought a few days later because they oh, nice. had been out there. They're, they're big support. I think they're the main shoe store sponsor locally of the race. Oh, wow. Good for them. But yeah, I can't wait to do it again. And it also inspired me to get moving because i want to do the race one day maybe sooner than later 
Yeah. I don't know. Maybe so. Maybe I'll tell so. you one I want to go do is that one. Uh, already no business. No business 100. Jared, get that one on your radar. No business? Yeah. When is that? It runs through Tennessee and Kentucky. It's one 100-mile loop. Oh, and it alternates directions each year, kind of like hard rock. And you also get to do ultra math while you're doing it, uh, which is a little different than what actually ultra math is. But uh, you are in two different time zones. <laughs> like you start in one time zone, but the rest of the most of the race is in another time zone. And you get to deal with that. <laughs> right. I'm trying to figure out when your cutoffs are and stuff. Yeah. Well, good. Okay. Let's, do <laughs> Let's do it. Jared, what book do you have? That same one you had, that Louis L'Amour book? Uh, no, I haven't picked that up recently, but <laughs> I am currently at my app load up here. Are you reading on your phone still? Yeah, I am reading. Nice, huh? You know you have an iPad, right? Huh? You know you have an iPad, right? I, I know, I know, but that I feel when I'm laying down, I don't like holding it. Yeah, the phone's real nice when you're. Phone. Phone's real nice if you're laying in bed or something. Yeah, it. I mean, I do enjoy reading on the iPad. Don't get me wrong, but the phone is is nice too. But I am currently reading How to Astronaut by Terry Virts, and he just he spent two hundred days at the ISS. Um, so it's just kind of just essays on his, on his experience on how to become an astronaut <laughs> on the, on the, you know, their training and, and time up in space and spacewalks. You get the whole, the whole thing, but I'm not done with it yet. Hmm. How'd you find that book? I found this book a couple of years ago, Terry Vert's. I believe was on Joe Rogan a while back and maybe, maybe that's how I stumbled upon it. Maybe I saw it on Amazon. I can't recall, but I'm pretty sure it was through, through Rogan's podcast that I heard. Oh, really? That sounds right up his alley. I think, I think, I don't, I'm I'm not sure. Cause he's had several astronauts on Mm -hmm. the show. Um, but um yeah i was reading ready player two and i was utterly disappointed with with the book i oh really you loved the first one didn't you i loved the first one the first one was amazing but at some point uh, who's (laughs) i can't it was just i don't know it was so frustrating to read because he every time he has like a pop culture reference and it would be like, oh, and so-and-so just like in the movie yada yada back oh, in really? 1999. I'm like, fuck, I don't care. Like, <laughs> I just, it's just wrap it up. I, I don't know. But um, who, who, who's the author? I can't even remember the author anymore. Uh, Klein. Yeah, Ernest Klein. Anyway, at some point he he became a social justice warrior too. So there was a lot of that in Ready Player Two, and that was 
a little too much. Yeah. Yeah. Say no more. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, like Ready Player One had no none of that. None of that. And it was just such a such a good read. Entered so fast and then I wonder if you can even get a book published now without having that stuff in it. Probably not. So that's all I've got to say about that. <laughs> about, about Ready Player Two. <laughs> well, the astronaut book sounds cool too. I saw a video it's the cool. other day of the guys on the space station and they'd like lost their grip on a tool and it was just like real slowly just <laughs> drifting away gone forever come crashing to earth one day <laughs> yeah he gives like he gives very detailed you know accounts of of all of his experiences and you know just programs that don't even exist anymore in nasa that that they did back in the day and pretty pretty interesting like the last chapter <laughs> last chapter i finished it was what happens when there's an emergency before launch and you're strapped into the shuttle like they they unstrap themselves as fast as possible this is like with no one else in the tower and to get down because they're 13 stories up to get down as quickly as possible away from the shuttle they cut a fucking rope on the elevator and it sends them just flying down where they have a, a braking mechanism to keep them from crashing down at the what bottom. The hell? You're basically free falling 13 stories. And then they climb into an armored tank and just haul ass as fast as possible away from the shuttle. That's like if they think it's going to blow up or something. Yeah. Something catastrophic on, on the launch pad is about to happen. That's their escape route. All astronauts. <laughs> that it's would be gnarly, dude. Yeah, I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> but apparently, they they just. I might as well talk about the book a little bit more. But they they there there is a big red button, you know, the emergency button on every shuttle flight that. In case the in case in case the shuttle is off trajectory and is heading towards a populous city or something like Orlando, Disney, someone has the ability to blow up the shuttle before it can cause harm on. Oh, really? Like before it could crash into a city? Yeah. Golly! There's explosives on the shuttle. Well, let me pose a question. Yeah. If the rocket was heading towards disney would it be such a bad thing <laughs> <laughs> to some it may john i don't know man i know some people that would be devastated <laughs> what if we filled it with disney couples that don't have kids <laughs> could be bad I, it's just not a good look for nasa if that happens <laughs> But no, the astronauts didn't know about it until they took a tour and they saw it, and then they were like, "They're like, it." It brought the realization of like how dangerous right they're doing launch is. really is. Like, I mean, if if it starts going off path into 
and it can't be redirected to the ocean. I mean, they, light it up. You gotta, you gotta, yeah. Golly. Imagine if you were on the ship, you'd be like, just give me a minute to figure this out. Yeah. Before, right. <laughs> before y'all decide to hit the button. Right. <laughs> it was, I think it's the first two minutes of flight. There is no manual control. It's all really? automated. According to the book. Um, but yeah, pretty crazy. Sounds interesting. A good All that happens too. in a matter of seconds, too, to make that decision. Like it's it's seconds. Like okay, right? Anyway, like you have to obviously, act right away. Obviously, that's never happened, and hopefully, never will. That we know happen. of. Right. That we know of. But it sounds good. Look forward to the full review. Yeah, it's cool. You think you'll finish this one? Uh. I hope so. I have seven days left till I have to return it. So <laughs> maybe I'll renew it for a second time. Yeah. Well, we've been talking about reading slumps. So <laughs> John has not been on one. I have not. I'm a tear. I'm, I'm, I'm good for the rest of the year. Yeah. I've either been reading about the Civil War or running all year. Which and one do you, which one do you wish to discuss today? I'm going to discuss the one I finished this past weekend. Uh, it's called "The Rise of the Ultra Runners: A Journey Ooh. to the Edge of Human Endurance" by <laughs> Adharanand Finn. Adharanand, I don't even know. <clears throat> anyway, um, so it's it's. It kind of it's a story of a guy's journey starting to ultra running. Uh, he's a journalist, but it also kind of parallels. He kind of parallel talks about how ultra marathons kind of came to be, um, and or its rise. I guess it's not um, really its origin, but uh, <clears throat> he he went and ran of like a five or six day desert race and for to cover it for some newspaper and uh, then he got in then he got in his head that he was going to be do utmb uh so he had to go get all those points to even to qualify to be in the lottery which if you get into the lottery you have like a one in three chance that you're going to get selected but he he had a media guaranteed spot so I think he did a 50K, a 100-miler, and a 100K, something like that. So he still kind of had to qualify to get in, even though yeah, he had a spot. Yeah, they said if you get the points, you're in. Mm. Uh, so it was it was interesting reading about his journey. He's a very talented uh, marathoner, um, probably about Jared's skill, skill level, um, and everything that he had to overcome and learn. Uh, Learned a lot about fell running, which I think is running up the side of a mountain and running back down. It which is pretty popular in uh, the UK. Mm -hmm. um, one part, one thing that I thought was funny, he he decided that well, um, the Africans are very good marathoners, so they'd be they should be good ultra marathoners. So he tried to get some Kenyans 
into some ultra marathons and it, it, it didn't turn out so well. He never, <laughs> apparently they're kind of prima donnas. <laughs> they, uh, they, they make their living, um, running these marathons and getting paid well for them. And the, the big marathons have big purses. They mm-hmm. can win $10,000, uh, in one race. And, um, very controlled because they're they're running races, they're road races, they're very controlled. Um, so he was having to explain to them that they're going to go run this race. There's no prize money involved, um, <laughs> but you can get sponsorships if you win. Um, so the money will come eventually, like, indirectly. Mm-hmm. Um, and but they, they he they said that the guys he was working with didn't understand that you run further, you should get paid more. Like that's what their thought was. They didn't understand why they would get paid less (laughs) on the (laughs) ultra marathon. Yeah. And he goes, I thought about that logic for a second. And they were like, they must think that sprinters get paid very little, (laughs) (laughs) but they had a guy, they got this guy who was a very accomplished marathon or he was probably 40. So he was kind of nearing the end of his, career but um they i think it was a 50 miler it's either 50 mile or 50k and it was a five lap race so he ran two and was leading and they came in and said his toe hurts and so he and the the other guy his co-conspirator were trying to like come on get going this is an ultra marathon you're gonna hurt you're right. gonna hurt and he's like no toe hurts like, right you don't understand my toe hurts i'm not going anymore <laughs> Like, and so they had to, they had to figure out that like this, this guy's job is running marathons. Like he's, he's rather save himself and going to withdraw now and make sure he can go run in three weeks and right Germany or wherever marathon he, he's in. So he can have a chance of making some money. Uh, so it was just kind of funny <laughs> them dealing with that. Um, Cause uh, I mean, you, they couldn't even get them to run the trails because they're they want to stay safe and stay healthy because it's their livelihood, right? God, how often do they run them? Like every three weeks? But marathons? Yeah. I don't know. Like, I mean, I mean, you have what six in the world? Uh, the what's the called the world marathons? Mm-hmm. So they'd mm-hmm. be like every eight weeks, and then there's other marathons. Not, not not saying they're eight weeks apart in division, but right. Um, but well, I'm London's sure there's a week after Boston. London is. Yeah. And then, I've got a buddy trying to run all six. I think we've talked about him. Be cool. He just has like the ones you think would be easy, which are, well, not easy, but. I think he just has Boston. He has Boston, New York, and Tokyo left. I think. Dang. He's run Berlin, Chicago, and London. Chicago would be fun. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, John. Go ahead. Yep. Yeah, Good luck to I him. Mean, yeah, I I go I checked the book out. It was thought that was very interesting. He, it got, kind of gave us good, give me a good look into UTMB. Also, it was 
Barry and I have had a conversation about prestigious races and whether we'd want to do them or not. Um, like, I don't give a shit about UTMB. Um, I don't really care about European ultras either. Um, <laughs> it may as well be soccer. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, <clears throat> so I stuck through that and kind of got, so like, I don't know any of them either. I don't know what the big ones are other than UTMB and Marathon de Sables or something like that. Um, yeah. But so it, it kind of got into the qualifying for UTMB and how races have to pay to be qualifying races. And it's not really based on how hard the race is um, and all this stuff. So some like uh, s- some race directors have stopped paying it because they don't want to just pay the money yeah. uh, to be a UTMB it's whatever race pays the most. I don't know. It's it's based on like it's a fee that you have to pay, and you may get more points by paying more. I think you probably pay more point, get more points. Like your race is worth more points if you pay more. Yeah. But Dang. but it may be distance too. I'm not sure. Don't go quoting this on. Go read yeah. the book, but. <laughs> You got to earn stones. Different mm-hmm. races, you get more stones for the yeah, water. So you, you, yeah, you have, well, it's, I think you just get a minimum to get into the lottery. And then there's so many people that, there's so many spots in UTMB. There's 2,000 people, I think 2,500 people run it every year. Wow. So you have a one in three chance of being selected in the lottery. It's not, bad. it's not like Western states where you accrue points every year, like, I I put in this year. I didn't get drawn, so next year I put in, and I have a two now because I didn't get drawn last year. And then yeah. the following year, I have four. Oh, preference points. Yeah, something. It's like, like a that. hunting license too. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Like a draw hunt. I'm trying to think if there what else there was that he got it got into. Uh, the hell! Oh, he got into diet too, uh, but briefly. Uh, Vegan versus low carb, he, but he is very much in the vegan court. He's yeah. like, there's also there's studies that show that low carb doesn't work, but there's also studies that show that low carb does work. <laughs> so, one very good sign. So on. I think you should be a vegan. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we can't say for sure. There's studies that say that's not effective too. Like, oh, oh yeah. What do you buy? Like I don't. I, you just gotta do what works for you. So many like, contradicting things. Like uh, you could get hit by a car tomorrow. Just do what works for you. That like <laughs> mm-hmm. science is all bullshit. You can quote me on that. It's it's whatever you want the outcome to be is what the outcome's gonna be. So yeah, you'll find a way to get it there. Yeah. I think just be consistent in whatever you're gonna do. That's what really matters. Mm-hmm. Don't do it three days on, four days off. Yeah. Well, good. Anyway, that's all I got on the book. I go check it out. It's not really about the rise of ultra runners more than it is a guy's personal journey. Yeah, just his journey. That's what I was thinking <laughs> yeah. the whole time. It's like this just sounds like him, not ultra running in general. Yeah. This was mistitled. Yeah. yeah. And that's actually <laughs> the top critical review is misleading title. 
That sounds like a good review. Yeah. What was the one I sent you earlier? It's just like I ordered and it said there was one left in stock and I checked again a week later and it said there was still one. Yeah. It's like some marketing tactic. Yeah, I don't believe <laughs> that shit ever anymore. Because no. it's everywhere. Right. Creates a sense of urgency. Yep. Hell, my wow. Etsy shop says there's so many in people's carts right now. I haven't had one sale. No, oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> Is there a way to like send out an email blast? Be like, hey, finish finish your card out or something. Here's a 15% yeah. card off. Here's a 15% off. Yeah. Dude, I have it set up to where if it's in someone's cart after so much time, it'll send them, oh, get 10% off. Or, oh, you really? should do it after six months. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Still doesn't work. Right. <laughs> I actually use that shit. Like, if I want something, I'm like, I need ten percent off. I'll go put it in my cart, and then oh, really? in it. Yeah, it it maybe works ten percent of the time. That's not bad. Having run an online store briefly, I <laughs> I knew about that. <laughs> Buffalo. Yeah. yeah. I think I, I think I put that on one of the names for the. <laughs> the rebrand the lost buffalo yeah. podcast it's already got the merch somewhere <laughs> it's somewhere out there <laughs> that's funny well i uh i had are you done john can i go yeah i'll go for it i uh had the crossing by william sheen or bill sheen um uh, this is Tyler Vance's father-in-law. We've had Tyler's been on with us twice, I think, back in the day. But uh, uh, he is a avid reader and writer, and so and a Civil War expert, from what I have heard. But uh, he sent me this book about a year ago, and I finally uh, finally got around to reading it. And I really enjoyed it. It's about a uh, young man bringing his family over from Mexico illegally and on foot um, out here in the West Texas area. And so basically about uh, just their journey from essentially the border to uh, what I think is maybe like Sheffield, Texas or marathon texas i think Alyssa told me tyler's wife but i can't remember i think sheffield but uh really enjoyed it great uh great writing uh, you know he's he's educated in literature i think and uh like i said avid big time avid reader which i know those go together but uh I uh, really enjoyed it. It's kind of a wide range of uh, characters. Uh, just the cast, you know, there's the family itself, uh, the family member that's in the U.S. kind of helping coordinate all of it and uh, some different ranchers along the way and Border Patrol and then uh, some kind of cartel type guys chasing them, so... Good read. Uh, not available anywhere that I know of. Uh, if it's something you think you may want to read, uh, just get in touch with us somehow, and I bet, bet we can get you a copy sent. 
uh, he sent me basically a link that I clicked on and it downloaded into Apple Books. So, but uh, check it out. No one star reviews. I think it's, uh, I really enjoyed it. And to my understanding, I know he has sent me at least one other book, but I uh, couldn't find it. So, Bill, if you hear this, we'll circle back on that. So I want to read it now, and I think he has more too. So, The Crossing by William Sheen. Sounds good. Sounds like a good one. It was not to be good. confused with The Crossing by Corbett. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. This one is just Crossing, not okay. The Crossing. That's oh. uh, got that wrong several times. It's a understandable mistake. Yeah. They're, they're just going the, the one way. They're going the opposite ways. Yep. But um, <laughs> that's good. It's cool reading something like that, you know, from somebody you know. I mean, I've known him forever. Yeah. So. How many books does he have now? Uh, two that I know of. I think, though, I think there's at least one more. It wasn't a short book either. It was like 300-something pages. Or whatever that, you know, whatever that's worth. Show some commitment. They're not like my thousand-word stories that I write. Well, you guys got anything else? So, John, how many books have you read this year? I have finished eight. Um, But I've read a few like running like how-to books mm. that i didn't really like, for dummies. I, yeah i didn't really like finish them like i got to the here's the pictures of the exercises so amazon hasn't counted them as done no oh, yeah that's uh, so what they, you needed out of it though yeah so uh, probably about 11 or 12 good I'm glad somebody's doing it yeah yes I don't know what's happened to me. Well, I mean, you get in slumps sometimes with things you do, and you find other things that you need to be focusing on. I'll pick a book up, and I'll read one page, and I'm like, that felt like an hour and a half (laughs) to get through that page. I'm like, guess I'm going to bed. (laughs) I'm trying to read um, Finding Ultra right now, and I just think I hit the, like, ran out of gas. Once I started reading it, it's I enjoying the book, uh, but it's I know Jared's covered it on here before, but uh, like I haven't read in a few days, which is probably the longest I've gone without reading this year. That's a who is that? Ritual? Ritual, yeah. No, that was a uh, Tyler Owens. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Uh, he 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 brought that on. Really? Yeah. I would have sworn that was you. Those are that was back in the day. Yeah, yeah. That's like episode top ten, probably. I don't know. That was when I had to sit on the porch just to get Wi-Fi. So. Yeah. <laughs> Come a long ways, folks. I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Do you miss that porch ever? Um, 
you know, I do sometimes, and then I go out to the street and I look right. west. <laughs> like, man, it's pretty nice out here. <laughs> now, what would your answer be if your fiance wasn't in the room? <laughs> I don't know. I have, I have grown to like Hawaii. <laughs> I'm sure that didn't take very long. Well, you know, there's oftentimes what's happened to me in the past is so like when I lived in uh, San Marcos, I really did not like San Marcos for about the first month, but then I settled in and I have, I really, I really love San Marcos now, but, uh, and there was a, I, you know, I think Bono took a little time to, (laughs) to come around to, but, uh, same thing happened here, I think. Meg thinks Meg thinks I took a liking to to Hawaii faster than I think, but I think maybe, it fits your lifestyle. Maybe I was maybe I was in denial or something. I don't know. I, I feel suffer. like it'd take me to forever to snap out of like, hey, you're not on vacation anymore. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I feel like that did not take long for me. So when I first got here, it was like, okay, gotta find a job. Or, yeah, or, like right away. Right away, and you know, I did, you did a pretty good long. job of it, really. Yeah, I was in. I was employed within one month, so yeah, not bad. <laughs> I don't think it's hard to find work if you come out here. Really, come out here. Yeah, you just have to be just, there. They're just not going to yeah. pay you to come out there. No, no, no. It's it's hard to get a job when you're off island yeah sure. that's that's kind of what i was figuring well, i think we talked about that too it's like you just got to be there yeah you're right Barry. It, it, i think it does fit my lifestyle fishing and hiking hunting fishing yeah, that's exactly what that's there's some hog hunting too <laughs> you can go get you access deer yeah uh Oh, dude, when we were on Maui, Dolphin. we almost smoked one. Axis deer on, in Maui. pack of them ran across the road. But uh, Have you gone whaling yet? No, that's frowned upon around here. Oh, but... oh okay. Really? Oh, whaling. <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was thinking whale watching. No, there's a, we've seen, we've seen a couple whales since yeah. we've been here. So you just see him from shore. Yeah, we might even see him uh, come January at the wedding venue. That'd be because when when we were when we were touring the place, boom, they're fucking they're out there, right there. Yeah, nice. Booked. Booked. Yeah. Sign us up. Did I send you that video of the guy? With the great white shark while he's kayaking. Uh-uh. It's like 12 foot long, thousand pounds. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see that. I didn't send it to you. I'll go, no. I'll go find it and send it to you. Dude, he's all he's he's like they're out on kayaks with two other guys, and he's like, dude, a great white just swam up to my boat. You know, the guys are like, Yeah, I bet it fucking did, you know, <laughs> all this, like joking with them and then it uh, swims back by dude and it's like i mean it looks like a school bus oh it's kind of like are, in that one that you sent me oh where he comes up for the tuna yeah 
Dude, that one was kind of gory, if I remember correct. That's a lot of fish. That's a big fish. Oh, uh, right, fucking guy. <laughs> <laughs> we can go. We can go, uh, Barry. We can go shark diving while you're here. And John, John, you want to go shark diving? Oh yeah. They basically just put you in the middle of the ocean with a snorkel and a mask. Just throw you out the boat. Good luck. <laughs> I mean, what's the worst that could happen? You die. You drown. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hope you could swim, kid. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely want to go snorkeling. Oh, we will. That's some of the most fun Dude. I've ever had. In the Caribbean, just follow, find one fish, you know, follow him around a little while. Follow it to the shark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And you guys got anything else? That's kind of a didn't hit all the agenda, but we're rusty, so yeah. bear with us. We'll figure it out. Do better next time. This feels like episode one almost. It's been that long. Of our running <laughs> podcast. Yeah. So all right then. If you have any suggestions for a rebrand, send them our way. For free. Thank you for listening to the Bourbon Bookshelf Podcast. Our aim with this show is to encourage people to read widely, enjoy good beverages in moderation, get outside, and have good conversations. We hope we can meet this goal while serving as good company for you, the listener. Don't forget to check out our website, bourbonbookshelf.com, where you can find links to purchase any of the books we have covered on this show. We do receive very minor financial compensation if you purchase through the Amazon affiliate links which we will use to continue to grow the show and keep it ad-free. If you enjoy the show, please let us know by subscribing to and reviewing the show, telling your friends, and following us on Instagram. If you really enjoyed this podcast, please consider making a small monthly donation to help us to continually improve the show. You can find the link to do this in the show notes for this episode on our website or on our Instagram page at bourbon underscore bookshelf. Thank you, and we'll talk to you soon.